And I feel like people like you and I almost want to use the word community in place of brand. Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you a community leader who's looking to really build your community through the power of email? It's the first chance you have to get in front of the right people, and you should make the most of it. So many community leaders take the template approach, and you've lost your community before they've even found you. How about crafting the perfect welcome series instead? You can grab my guide, Crafting the Perfect Welcome Series, at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Discover the tips and tactics I use to help my clients get up to an 80% open rate. When people open those first few emails, they're more likely to continue opening your messages, engaging, and buying from you. Build your community the right way with a welcome series that converts. Grab your copy at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Welcome back, community leaders and entrepreneurs, to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm Kimberly Wakecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. And today we are talking all about communities. I am so excited. I've got Adam Shibley here. He is a full-time podcaster, podcasting business coach, and the host of the top-ranked podcast, Podcasting Business School. His goal is to teach his students how they can love their show like a hobby, but build it like a business. This is currently his second community. He started as a PhD, the previously heavy dude, and inspired his hometown, to join him on his journey to lose weight healthily and they lost 35,000 pounds in five years and he's still building that community and he's building this podcasting community as well and we're talking about how you can build community and start that engagement of course he's also got an awesome voice and you're going to want to listen in if you're struggling with building your community at all we're going to be debunking some myths like oh my gosh I need 10,000 people before I can make any money and also just talking about what it really takes to build a quality community around your message so Adam, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Kimberly, I'm so excited to be here. I'm, I'm pumped up that we met a couple of uh, weekends ago and I am ready to bring the fire to your audience. So I just hope that your community is ready for this. Absolutely. You know, I'm a huge fan, right, of building community, of building a business around a community, of understanding the power of community. And, you know, you, as I said, right, you're on your second community and building such a great and huge movement. So I just want to know, you know, how did you get started doing this? Like what brought you to a, now you're a full-time podcaster, but you started of course on your journey before in, in the weight loss community, you know, what kind of brought you to using podcasting as a way to, to build this community and how did you grow it from there? Well, that's a great question. It's something I love to talk about because a lot of people use the word brand and I feel like people like you and I almost want to use the word community in place of brand. And so my 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 brand and or community building experience really started uh, when I launched my gym as I was on my weight loss journey that you kind of alluded to earlier where I lost 100 pounds. I ended up helping a whole bunch of people in my hometown lose weight. We lost 35,000 pounds in five years and that I started a business. But in that business, I really figured out how important community building was, especially in the weight loss space where a lot of people feel like they're out there you know, in the woods by themselves. So I really put an emphasis on community building, getting people together, 
making them feel like they're a part of something, a part of a tribe, a part of this, this collective energy that's all doing something together. So I put on these crazy events and I, I, I had somebody, there's a, a movie called Semi-Pro starring Will Ferrell where he's like this struggling semi-pro basketball team owner. He does all these crazy things to get attendance. And somebody's like, one of my clients is like, Adam, you're just like that character because I would do things like, <laughs> I did this donation event where I was like, if we can raise $10,000 and we have X amount of people show up on this one night for this event and we're raising money for the Boys and Girls Club, I was like, if we hit 10K in one night, I'm going to have someone there to wax off all my body hair. And by God, they did it. And I was, uh, I was hurting for certain. Uh, they, they got to watch all my arm and leg hair get, get waxed off in public. So that was kind of my, my initial adventures in community building. And I realized that you know, I got one of the podcasting space. I started getting into that and I realized I could apply in-person community building the same skill set to online community building. And I just fell in love with that because of the leverage and you can just scale community building, you know, and it's so much fun to be able to impact people at scale and still make them feel like they're a part of something. So that's what led to the Million Pound Mission podcast community. And then I fell in love with podcasting and I was like, all right, you know, the, the entrepreneurial journey isn't that different from a weight loss journey. People out there kind of like, I got myself into this mess. I'm going to get myself out of this mess. So I love bringing entrepreneurs and specifically podcast business builders together. And now we're forming a tribe of that community and uh, dragging everybody along in the, in the, the general correct direction. And uh, I'm loving every step. Definitely, definitely. And you know, one of the things I love that you said, right, is that you got started because you were on this weight loss journey and you're like, well, maybe I can inspire some other people to join me. You know, your whole hometown lost the weight together. But what you said is that so many people feel alone on their weight loss journey. And I find the same thing in the world of entrepreneurs, the world of podcasting. You know, there's so many resources out there, but we still have this mentality for some reason that we have to go it alone. And, you know, I can attest personally, I have never seen more success in my life and in my business than at the times when I decided, you know what, I'm not going to do it by myself. I'm going to join a community of other people doing the exact same thing and figure out, you know, learn from their mistakes, learn from their lessons and figure out what I need to be doing to, to build my business. Yeah, you're exactly right, Kimberly. And it's, I think a lot of it comes down to ego. Like we feel like, well, I've got some experience in this area. I should be able to figure this out. I don't have to pay anybody. I don't need that, you know, pretend like I need someone else's help. And once we get over that, it's like rocket fuel. It's like, all right, that barrier is gone. Now your business is going to take off your weight loss journey. Your health can take off just kind of getting rid of that, that ego factor and get out of our head a little bit and just kind of get into the game and get focused on what we should actually be focusing on. Right. And, you know, that that idea of focusing on what we should be focusing on, because there's so many different paths or shiny objects we could be chasing. But at the end of the day, we're here to do what it is that we're best at, right? Yeah, exactly. And what we're, you know, that value that we're meant to bring to the world. And that's that's why I love community building so much because I'm a, I'm an energy giver. And I'm, I, I deal, whether they're entrepreneurs or people on their health journey, I look people in the eye and I say, listen, I know that you're walking a tough road right now. The good news is you can borrow some of my energy until you build up your own momentum. You've got my knowledge, my experience to lean on. I'm going to put a community around you that's walking that path together. So that tends to lighten their load a little bit and mentally take some pressure off. And again, that's that's just that power of, of creating that special collective environment of a community. Definitely, definitely. When we, you know, 
oftentimes in the world of marketing, especially, we kind of get lost in the numbers. And I like what you were talking about, how, you know, you're, you're talking to people one-on-one. Yes, you're, you know, you're building a community, you're building a group, but there's also that power in having those one-on-one conversations. And oftentimes, you know, I've switched the way I talk about marketing for a lot of things, such as, you know, so many people focus on, I need leads, I need leads, I need leads. And when you use that term, so many people forget that leads are people and that, you know, leads means an actual individual person with their own individual problems. So I've started saying, you know, audience members and building your audience and building your community or or building your readers for your email list because they're each individual people. And what makes a community is not only that you're, you know, bringing in the right people and and growing a a group around a specific idea, but that you're also having those one-to-one interactions. Yeah. And I love using the um, the phrase initiate engagement too. Like you mentioned, like I'm I'm building brands one conversation at a time sometimes, and I don't mind that at all because I'd rather have a hundred super fans than ten million people that mildly care. You know that 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 open up one <laughs> newsletter a year. You know, like that's uh, I'd rather have that tribe of people that's really really in, into what I have to say and what I have to teach. And so like things like, you know, when, when somebody follows my Instagram, they get a personalized voice message from me. That's how I initiate engagement to, to facilitate and be like, listen, I'm going to show up for you. If you show up for me, you're going to get a lot out of this little relationship that we just kicked off here on Instagram. And I let them know that I'm not a bot. I'm a real person. I'm here to connect. I'm here to communicate. I'm here to teach. And I'm willing to take the time to get to know you if you're willing to, you know, to take the time to invest in what I have to say. So little things like that that aren't scalable, people get lost, you know, in the the lead terminology, but also in the scaling thing. Like I need to do everything at scale and I have to have robots performing all my tasks and, and especially in marketing and like chat bots and all this stuff. And I'm like, there's a time and place for that maybe, but like, I feel like there's so much value. If you really want to stand out, be a real person and do non-scalable things. And that's going to get you a long way. Absolutely. I I love what you talked about with not scaling and scaling, right? There is a time and place for some of those things, but especially when you're first getting started, even after you, you know, you've become an established business, you know, you're still one single person and I'd rather talk and work with and, and buy from a person who's real than somebody who seems untouchable. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned is that, you know, when people follow you on Instagram, so Instagram is one of the places you're building a community and they get that personalized message, but you use the phrase initiate engagement. And so many times people use the word engagement and it's like, it's passive. It's like, you're going to do all of this stuff and then hope that somebody is going to engage with you, but you're talking about initiating engagement. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and that mentality? Yes. And Kimberly, I love this topic because it's kind of like my, my swift kick to the rear side of many entrepreneurs because they sit back and like, I'm not getting any engagement. I'm like, well, how are you engaging? How are you initiating engagement? Well, I put out a podcast episode every week. I, I post on Facebook Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And to me, I'm like, that's content. That's not you initiating engagement. Like that's, that's not you having a conversation with somebody. So, you know, get digging in and, and, you know, maybe you put out a podcast episode and maybe you put up a post inside your group, but then maybe you're tagging somebody and like, Hey, what did you think of this episode? Or if somebody does comment, you follow up and go, if you love that one, then check out this one. I think you're really going to, you know, they, there's some synergy there, but just like digging into the actual conversation. And so with me, it's all about, you know, that Instagram follow and so many people, 
on Instagram are used to following their favorite influencers and they will message them and they just, they know like, ah, they probably won't even read this. So I like to knock their socks off when they follow me. I'm messaging them. I'm saying their name. I'm saying what day it is. I'm saying, you know, this isn't a bot. This is really me. They hear my voice. And that just is like, whoa, this, this is totally different. And that takes time. Like I got to spend, you know, I've, I've got two accounts. I finally split my accounts for however many years I had everything under the million pound mission brand. And then a couple of weeks ago, I started a separate podcasting business school one, but now on both brands, whenever somebody follows me, they're getting that message. And, and, uh, that's a big deal to me where I'm spending a significant amount of time, but it's worth it because they're, they know that I'm a real person. They know that I'm, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to engage. I'm ready to coach. And that, uh, again, that, that builds that super fan status that I'm looking for. For sure. The, the super fan status, I like that you keep using that because it used to be, I think it was you needed a thousand true fans, right? Uh, but then that, that kind of built the, the expectation for a lot of people that until you reach that threshold, which especially when you're starting from zero seems so far away, that uh, you, know, you can't expect to build a successful business or you must have at least that. And now you're talking about super fans. Those are the people who really know you, the people who really trust you, the people who you know, don't even need to be asked about, hey, you know, I've got this great thing going on. If you know of anyone who would benefit from it, please share because they're going to do it on their own because they know the value that you bring. They know the type of information and the type of value and the type of content that you bring to these types of things. So they're happy, right? To be like, oh my gosh, this is this amazing thing. I have to go tell my friends about it. So those super fans, those people who, you know, you built that relationship and it all comes back to that one word, right? Building the relationship. Relationships are key. Yes. And a relationship is a two-way street. It's not me yelling into a microphone and you listening. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a part of the conversation. But when you talk community building, one of my favorite calls to action, especially with podcasters, I go, when are you giving your community a chance to be a community? And that usually leads to a lot of blank stares and, and dead air because they're not. You know, when do your community members get to talk to each other? When do they get to ask you questions? Are you providing those opportunities? If not, that's a great place to start with community building, actually giving them an opportunity to, to feel like a community. So I call my podcasting business school, my, my pod pals, I've named them. So I get my, <laughs> I get my pod pals together and like my, when I do a free community, this is another really just a, a terrible process that, that, uh, that podcasters do. They're like, I've got a free community. I've got a Facebook, uh, Facebook group. I'm like, uh, kill me. And you probably only post when you have something to promote, <laughs> you know, like having a Facebook group is, is a, a component of a good free community, but I believe it should be so, so much more. So I get my pod pals together when they sign up for my free community, we've got regular, uh, podcast podcaster networking sessions, meetups. We're doing show swaps, uh, show promo swaps, uh, social media call outs. I do a challenge week where we have a specific topic and we like going live every day, things like that. I mean, I run it like a high dollar paid membership. And when I tell people this, like, dude, you could be charging for that, or you could be, you know, you should be charging or why, you know, this is a lot of work for free. And I'm like, but this builds a legion of super fans and they will become like your high ticket priced offer people that they'll, they'll be your high ticket clients. So instead of charging them $9 a month to be in your membership, they'll buy your $6,000 
thing that you offer down the road because they you've built all that trust and you've over delivered for free. They freaking love you and your stuff. So when you have those bigger offers out there, they're all freaking over it. And to me, that's so much more worth it than, you know, like I said, they don't have to worry about having a hundred thousand people on my email list. I can have 500 or a thousand or 10,000 and really do well because I've got these, this legion of super fans that are in my really highly niche down and, and targeted community. So does that make sense, Kimberly? Absolutely. It does. It makes so much sense because it's one of those things where, you know, we have to kind of stand out because so many people out in the world now, especially with the changes that have, have recently come, uh, there's so many people in the online world. There's so many different people that someone can choose to follow. So when you make yourself real, when you give that value and give that value and give that value and show that you actually care about their success, they're more interested in investing with you to get past that next success level because they've already seen that, you know, you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about and you're invested in their success. So they want to kind of return that trust that you've already given them. Exactly. And that no like and trust thing is, is for real. And like you are in there interacting with these people and they're getting so much value and, and you're, you're learning the background. Like with my, you know, I've been doing my health, my health and weight loss community, the, uh, the mission possible crew that's with the million pound mission podcast community. And uh, I've been doing like weekly or, and or biweekly free community zoom chats for years now. Like I know where people are from. I know who's having babies. I know who's like struggling. I know who got a new job. I know who hit the hundred pound club recently. Like I know these people and they know me and we joke around. I've got this one uh, community member from Vancouver, Canada. And every time she pops on one of the community chats, we do what's called Adam's Canadian quiz. And she gives me a new uh, Canadian word that I try to figure out what it is. And I'm always like, <laughs> I'm always like way off and people just know this is a thing and it's weird. It has nothing to do with weight loss, but it's just like part of the community. It's part of me being who I am. I love to joke around and, and, you know, make fun of myself and just show how like Indiana I am. Uh, so that, like little things like that, you don't get that opportunity if you aren't really building relationships with people. Definitely. You know, one of the things you just said where you're like, hi, I like to goof around. I like to be me. I feel there's such a perception in the world of marketing that you can't be yourself or that, you know, if you're too you, you're going to turn people away. And I tell people that's perfect. That's wonderful because you want to be working with people who like you, who like your personality, who like the way you approach things. And if you have to, you know, double check your your phrasing, if you have to double check what you're going to say, if you have to double check how you're going to show up at a group meeting, whether it's free or paid, because you want to make sure to, to fit into what you think is this marketing persona that you have, then it's such a, it's a disconnect for some people if you ever do trip up, but it's also taking away from yourself because you're spending so much time and energy being this marketing version of yourself as opposed to being yourself. Yeah, it's funny I just got off a, a Zoom chat with my friend Chris Kremitzos, who who heads uh, Podfest Expo, and I've done a uh, a presentation. I've keynoted a couple times there, and <laughs> the last couple of years. And I am so me on stage that I did a keynote in sweatpants and my, my lucky <laughs> my lucky podcasting shirt, which says "Your mom subscribes to my podcast." That's what I was wearing. I was rocking that, you know. And and Chris is like, "You always wanted the top." 
recommended people. People love you. The room is always full. They're sitting in the hallways. They're sitting in the floor and I'm keynote in sweatpants. Like that's just keeping it real. <laughs> Not sure if I could ever uh, do the, do the sweatpants on stage, mostly because I don't think I own any sweatpants. Athletic gear is a, def- it's a different story. Uh, but you know, it's, it's true that, that that line between personal and who you are in business has become such a, a different thing over the years. And I, and I like it because it's, you know, when I first got started, I've shared this story before, but when I first got started, the only uh, tool or resource or guide I had about how to run a business was my high school English class and writing business memos. So that's the way I approached email. That's the way I approached reaching out to people who could become my clients. And the very first event I went to, I met somebody, there was a job fair, and I, I landed a couple of gigs that very first time. And somebody told me, they're like, you know, I'm really glad I met you in person. Because if I hadn't, just based off of your emails, I thought you were the complete wrong fit to work for our company. But now that I've met you in person, I can see your personality and you're, you're not as stiff and very, very strict as I thought you were. So I'm really excited to work with you. And that was like a, a light bulb moment for me. And I'm so thankful that it happened at the very first event I ever went to. Because I realized that there is this perception that we have to be somebody completely different in business than we are in person. But especially in the world of entrepreneurs and course creators and authors and speakers, the reason why people want to work with us, the reason why people like us, the reason why people want to hire us to become their coaches is because they like who we are. And if we're not ourselves, then, you know, it's just going to be attracting the completely wrong people. And if you want to build a community around who you are and what you do and how you show up in the world, then you definitely need to own and be yourself. Yeah, I 100% agree. And like you, a lot of people are like, well, I'll, I'll build up my following and build my legend and then I'll slowly transition into more of an authentic persona. I'm like, dude, just be yourself now. Like, why don't, just start being yourself now. That's, that's the easiest thing to do. And like you said, Kimberly, like attract the people that are attracted to the real you. Otherwise, you're going to have to, uh, you're not going to have super fans. You're going to have a bunch of big pains in the butt. And that's not what we want. <laughs> That's very, very true. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about Instagram and you've said you do have a Facebook group, but most people are using it the wrong way. Is there any part of, you know, you building this community that's been a struggle or what's something that you've hoped would have worked better, but hasn't been quite working for you right now? Well, I think anybody that's building a community always wants more people and more people faster. And that's something that I'm always like, I, because anybody that really has confidence in their message and their deliverables and their potential impact, it should kind of annoy you that more people aren't listening in or that aren't tuning in or that aren't participating in your, your free stuff. So that's something that I feel like anybody that's got their, that entrepreneurial fire burning in their belly, you're going to feel that a little bit. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but that's definitely something that I have to retract my, my head from my rear quarters a little bit every once in a while and go, okay, you know, the people that are here are the ones that are supposed to be here in this moment and we're going to make a difference for them. And they're going to go and tell somebody else and this thing grows. So um, I can remember when I first started my first Facebook group, I, was, I had like 29 people or whatever. And it's like, Oh, this is, this is terrible. Now I've got 2000 people in that Facebook group and it's five years later and it's not 10,000, but it's 2000 people that I know a whole bunch of their names and they all know about me and they care about me and we, we know about each other. So that's been proof to me that like, okay, this, the process works. I just have to stick to my guns and stay out of my head. Stick to your guns and stay out of your head. I think the stay out of your head part is a, is a key piece, a key takeaway for pretty much anyone who's in the entrepreneurial world, right? We get so caught up in what we think needs to be happening that we get stuck in our own minds 
Um, and it is hard to overcome, right? You know, all of us would, as you said, would love to be able to to build our community a little bit faster. But I like your approach and your reframe of the people who are here, the people I'm supposed to be helping right now. And I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing uh, to bring in the right people for this community. Because, you, don't, you know, if you attract the wrong people or if they're not a great fit or if you can't help them to the best of your ability, then is it of benefit? Uh, to those people to be, you know, yes, you can say I've got 10,000 people, but as you said earlier, right, if you have 10,000 people who never open an email, how how useful is that for you? Yeah, and in podcasting especially, I'm sure you've run into this before yourself being in, in podcasting circles, you can kind of tell the people that are are tossing fake numbers out there and it's like the big ego stroke thing. And then you can see like them slowly dying inside. Like I've had a friend that I know that I was like, oh, he's, I think he's inflating those numbers a little bit on his, his show downloads. And I, then you're kind of trapped in that ego trap and you have to keep feeding that ego. And he's really screwed up his, his client connection, his community connection. because He's so focused on trying to live up to this. I've done so many downloads and I've interviewed so many famous people. I'm like, oh, your, your energy is going in the wrong direction. So it's a, a very slippery slope to tread. Definitely. And it's one of those things where, you know, if you're connecting with the right people, if you're giving the right content, if you're giving the right message, if you're bringing on the people who want to be a part of the community and the message that you're giving, they're not going to be asking, well, you know, I'm not going to appear on a show unless it's got X number of downloads. Because they realize that in the power of podcasting is that it lives on forever, right? As long as the podcast is up, people can continue to find it and continue to download it. So it can be something that pays off for a long time in the future. And it's the same type of thing when talking about building your community. You, you know, everyone starts at zero, right? You said, you know, a couple of years ago, your, your Facebook group had 29 people in it. But by building that community one step at a time, you know, now you've got 2,000 and it's not 10,000, but that doesn't matter. Because numbers are a vanity metric at the end of the day. What matters is, are you doing what you promised to do? Are you helping all those people? And of course, you know, we all are running businesses too. So is that community becoming converting into clients? Yeah, and that's the other, that's like the next step that a lot of people forget to take as well. Like if they're, if they're trying to monetize their podcast, build a business around it and you got a bunch of downloads and you aren't doing anything with it like you you got that community going okay now you know how do we get some uh, some dollars per download as I, as I like to say and that's where if you're building a really tight-knit highly niche community I I talked about this a little bit when, when we met like I've my my podcasting uh, business school show has a much smaller following it's more niche down than million pound mission which has a much larger audience but my smaller podcast produces way more income. And that's because of the niche down, very uh, tight topic of building a business around a podcast. That's not everybody in the world. And there's a whole lot of more people in the world that are interested in weight loss. But what I discovered is people are much more likely to invest in their business than there are with their health, which is unfortunate, but it is the truth. And uh, once I figured that out, then I, I started helping people solve pain points in both in both my brands. Like I I help people solve their pain points and overcome those hurdles. And that's how we monetize. Absolutely. And I, I loved your approach, right, about uh, dollars for downloads, right? What is that kind of metric as opposed to saying, oh, I have 10,000, you know, I've got 10,000 followers or I've got a, 100 downloads or 10 downloads a week, whatever it is, right? Being able to kind of translate that into how is it being successful for me? That's my, that's my whole approach, right? How does it 
convert? What is your conversion numbers? Which I loved your approach on that. So, you know, we are almost out of time. What would you say is your number one takeaway? If people get nothing else from listening to this episode, what is that next action step they need to take? All right. I've got a very simple uh, and effective action step. I feel like when people are building community, they have all these bells and whistles. So like for my free communities, there's, you know, Zoom meetup chats, there are hot seat sessions, there's challenge week, there's the Facebook group, there are resources, recommended reading, recommended podcast episodes. And a lot of podcasters will just spew that out. Follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on Pinterest, hit me up on my MySpace page. And they're like out there just like spewing these things out on their podcast. There's a million links on their website. So my tip for you guys is to create one link to rule them all and say, join my free community. And when they join your free community, you've got a choose your own adventure platform with all the other bells and whistles and say, hey, is Instagram your jam? Come check me out here. Here's when I go live. Here's when I talk. Like you have like a little schedule of your Instagram. Want to do live chats, uh, meet other podcasters? Cool. Join our group chat sessions. Here's the link for that. Want my top five podcasts that I listen to recommendations? Here's the links for that. So you can do all that. It's like a Trojan horse effect. You've got the one thing with lots of little things inside of it, but they get to pick and choose how they want to play. And that way on your podcast, join my free community on your newsletter, join my free community. When you're on a guest for a a, a podcast, join my free community and they can jump in there. They're a part of it and then they can pick how they want to participate. So that would be my implementation step for your, your audience. Absolutely. And since we're talking about community building and how to do it, you know, it's one step at a time and simple is better. Simple is always better, right? You mentioned all of those different things that are a part of your community, which is great. But if you're just getting started, having one or two is fine too, because the idea is that you want to build those connections. You want to have those conversations. And that all comes from having a single call to action, which is, you know, join my community, which I love. So Adam, I want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom about community building and how you've done it and how other people can do it. I've really had a a wonderful conversation with you today. And I do appreciate you showing up and sharing your wisdom with my audience. If people want to learn more about you and what you do and how to get in touch with you, uh, where can they go? Yeah. Thank you so much. First of all, it's always an honor when another podcaster shares their platform. So thank you, Kimberly. For me, if you guys want to get a hold of me, go to www.podcastingbusiness.school and my call to action would be join my community. Uh, There's a button right at the top of the page, join the free community and you can participate in all the cool stuff that that I put inside of that. Uh, Same thing with my weight loss brand, millionpoundmission.com. Join the free community there. Same deal. I I run them in a similar fashion and there's a lot of interaction. And like I said, I like to let people borrow a little bit of my energy so they can build up their own. Absolutely. Well, again, Adam, thank you so much for being here. And everyone, remember, until next time, keep calm, carry on, and join a community. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.